This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight I want to talk to you about working with moon energy. So why is this important? Why would you want to work with moon energy? It is well known that the moon has power over water. And since the human body is made up mostly of water, then it makes sense that the moon has an actual tangible effect on us. The moon also represents your emotional self and the divine feminine. The moon doesn't have its own light source in and of itself. It is only reflected light. And so it is symbolic of receptivity, of taking something outside of itself and reflecting it. And because it doesn't have its own light source, it also represents our shadow self. So when I talk about, you know, the moon has power over water, what does that actually mean? I promise I'm going to nerd out for just a moment and just go into the science of this because one, it's really cool and excites me. And two, I think it's important. I think it's too easy to get into this headspace of the moon is this, so it must mean this. And we can tell ourselves all sorts of stories. And at the end of the day, it's just about gravity. It's just about a force called tidal force. So the combination of Earth's gravity and the gravitational pull of the moon is what causes something called tidal force, which is what causes the tides in our oceans to change. That's why you have low tide and you have high tide. And how it works is as the Earth rotates, the part that is facing the moon experiences the strongest gravitational pull and the water actually bulges out. Now, tidal force is not strictly calculated based on the one pull. It's actually the moon's average gravitational pull over the entire Earth minus the gravitational pull in a specific location, which is why you have high and low tides and why if you look at this graphic, you'll see the water bulges out on both sides. When the moon and the Earth and the sun all line up, which is what happens during a full moon and a new moon, so when the moon is between the sun and the Earth, that is a new moon. When it's on the other side, it's getting the full reflection, so full moon. Now, if you were to use the right instruments, technically the gravitational pull of the moon and the sun affect land masses as well. But because land and matter doesn't move as much, we don't tend to see that. But in water, we can see this effect. And what makes me so excited is what that means is when you are watching the tides of the ocean, you're technically observing the energy of the moon translated through the medium of the water. And I think that's really cool. When you're watching the tides, you are observing the moon through the medium of water. And so it's very obvious in those cases that, yeah, the moon does have a direct effect on us. Now, again, we are made up primarily of water. Our eyes are 95%, our brains are 83 again, depending on your age and your gender, we're about 60 to 65% water. So it makes sense that we too would be affected by these celestial bodies, by these gravitational forces, by this tidal force energy. Now, there are some studies out there that actually connect the moon to the pineal gland. Now, the pineal gland is a little gland in the deep center of the brain, and it is the one that's associated with the crown chakra. It is the gland associated with higher self and beyond that which we can perceive with our five senses. And there have been studies that look to see what the link is between the pineal gland serving as a endocrine gravitational lunar sensor, 
which is fancy for your pineal gland can detect moonbeams, which sounds so much cooler. And they actually can see that there is physiological shifts that actually correspond with the phases of the moon. This is why if you've ever worked in healthcare, if you've ever worked in a hospital, um, I worked in animal hospitals for many years, and I will tell you, in animal hospitals, we see more blocked cats. So cats who have a full urinary blockage, oftentimes from a bacterial infection or from crystals, we see more blocked cats, more cats with bladder issues around the full moon. And I always found that really interesting because in my head, there's a big psychological component. Your intention plays a big part of how the moon influences you. If you believe that it makes you crazy, then I feel like there's an element of truth to that because we believe it to be so. And cats don't have that element. And so I always found it interesting that we actually see this shift in animals during the full moon. What it really means is that our bodies follow circadian rhythms that is governed by different types of light. This is why people who suffer from seasonal affective disorder will get those lights so that they are exposed to more because our bodies require this. Our glands are activated by this and we have parts of our body that are activated by solar rhythms. We have parts of our body that are affected by the lunar cycle, especially as women. Our female cycles are meant to follow the path of the moon and that whole concept of the divine feminine of moving through the different phases. And if you actually follow how the hormones in the body fluctuate through the cycle of a female in menstruation, you can see a similar pattern to how the energy shifts in lunar cycles. So the lunar energy provides a really good opportunity to tap into your divine feminine energy. And that has nothing to do with sexuality or gender. Men have the divine feminine and women have the divine masculine. Women, biological women, just have the added benefit of having a physical womb versus biological men have a more uh, energetic womb. But working with this energy is all about receptivity. It's about reflecting something outside of ourselves. And that is something that a lot of us have problems with. So when you're working with moon energy, you can tap into this receptive energy, this yin energy, if you're trained in the more Chinese medicine verbiage. You can use it as a calendar that helps guide you for manifestation, goal setting, healing. You know, where am I in the cycle? What is my next step? Well, sometimes it helps to use something outside of ourselves as a guide. And so the moon can actually serve as a manifestation calendar. And I think that's pretty interesting. Now, remember, I'm going to remind you again, at the end of the day, you don't need moons. Well, yes, it has an effect. Your intention, the power of your mind has the most effect on you. Remember that at the end of the day, all you need is your intention and your imagination and your intuition. And that is the crux of all energy work and healing. That being said, when we're just randomly floating along on the path and hoping to gosh that we get to where we want to go, it can feel chaotic. And so using the moon as a guide can be very helpful. So the new moon is all about possibility, all about potential. During the new moon, this is a really good time to set new intentions, to plant those seeds, start something new, set a new goal. The waxing crescent moon is all about leaning into that intention and just learning to breathe it, to be receptive. So often we want to move from planting the seed to damn it, why isn't it growing yet? We want to make it happen. We want to use that masculine yang energy and force things into being. And the waxing crescent moon reminds us to relax into our tension, to give it a moment, to let it percolate. 
for goodness sakes, give it some space to breathe. So this is all about reminding yourself to be receptive to the seeds you've planted. The first quarter, this is where that yang masculine energy comes in. This one's all about taking action to support your intention. And I, as a coach, I love first quarter energy because that's what I'm all about. It's all well and good to play up an energy and set all these intentions and do spell jars and candles. And we live in a three-dimensional reality. If you're not doing something that supports your intention, then you're not gonna get anywhere. There's the waxing gibbous moon. This is the cultivation of the intentions and the ideas. This is where you're starting to see the fruits of your labor. And so you need to keep going. You need to keep continued action. This is usually when our motivation starts to go poof into the floor. And so the waxing gibbous moon is a reminder to keep going. Keep going. The full moon, the one that gets all the glory because it's pretty and bright and who doesn't love the full moon? The full moon is all about going ahead with the intention and releasing anything that is getting in the way or course correction. Sometimes the intention we planted at the new moon, as we move through it, we realize, eh, you know, that's not really what I wanted, or that's not actually getting me where I thought it was going to take me, because, you know, life is life, and sometimes what we think is going to happen is not what happens. So the full moon is about releasing, it's about changing things, it's about course correction, about saying, all right, you know what, maybe I intended this, maybe I planted these seeds, and now I'm realizing that I'm blocking myself. And so the full moon reminds you to let go, which is why a lot of us do letting go ceremonies on the full moon. The waning gibbous is about releasing and letting go of what no longer serves you. The full moon reminds us that we can course correct, and now that we've adjusted, some things have to be said goodbye to in order to keep moving forward. The last quarter is about allowing the transformation to happen and let the learnings complete. This is that phase of the journey where we like to force it. We think that if we just hold on tight enough, we don't ever have to change or grow and it's going to still be comfortable. And so the last quarter reminds us that we have to let things end, that we have to follow the cycle. We have to complete it. And then the waning crescent is about taking time to rest, to reflect, to contemplate. It's that final purging and it's preparing for the new seeds. You don't go right into planting seeds again. Thou shalt take a moment and breathe and let yourself reflect so that you can learn from the most recent cycle. When you follow the phases of the moon and you use these intentions, it keeps you on a constant path of growth because you have a physical, literal reminder in the sky reminding you, let go, plant seeds, contemplate, reflect, take action. And so, like I said, as a coach, I find the moon to be fascinating. Now, the divine feminine, this is, again, something that most of us in society have a, a challenge with. And so the moon is a great reminder of this because it works with water, which is all about flow. It's all about receptivity. It's about play and expression and creativity and pleasure. And these are things that we in our society are taught are stupid, frivolous nonsense that should go at the very bottom of your list. Once you're done doing all the doing and making things happen and working and thinking, when that's done, then you can go play. Then you can take care of your emotions. Then you can enjoy something pleasurable. And because we live in this very masculine-dominated society, a lot of times this feminine energy is stagnant. And the problem with that is that feminine energy is all about giving birth to new ideas. It's about creation. It's literally the energy we use to give birth to the next generation. So it's about nurturing ourselves versus the masculine energy, which is about making things happen. In our society, we can see the effects 
of this suppression of feminine energy because it shows up as a masculine dominance, which has an effect on our hormones. So you'll see an imbalance in testosterone and in estrogen. And it can lead to things like PMS, hormonal imbalances, endometriosis. Holla. I learned early on in my journey that the divine feminine is meant to be respected and it is still a big part of my journey to always check in with myself. I'm really good at the doing of the doing. I'm really good at actioning. It makes me a great coach. I am really sucky sometimes at the receptivity of letting myself be coached, of letting myself reach out and receiving. And so the moon is a constant reminder, not only of this birth uh, path that we can follow up from creation and goal setting, but also to check in with ourselves, to give ourselves permission to just be to just reflect what is around us and to receive. And that's something, like I said, a lot of us struggle with. Now, from a practical perspective, how can you actually harness the energy of the moon? It's great. You can use it as a calendar for goal setting and manifestation. You can use it as a reminder. You can use it to tap into your divine feminine and heal all the stuff that you hid from yourself. And you can also make moon water, which is super easy, super fun, has a lot of uses. So to make moon water, all you have to do is take some sort of a container. Uh, if you are like me and have an obsession with mason jars, you probably have a whole shelf somewhere, so grab one of those. <laughs> you can use Tupperware. They say it's better to use like a glass container because plastic picks up all sorts of yuckiness. So glass is better, but use what you got. It's your intention that makes the biggest difference. You can add crystals or herbs into the water if you want to. Now, if you plan to be drinking this water, you must do your research because some crystals can be toxic to humans. And so if you put them in the water and that actually infuses in, you can mess yourself up. So make sure that if you are adding crystals to your water, you are doing your research on it. If you're not sure, you can always just put crystals around the jar. That is also great. You can put a lid on the jar if you want to. Some people like to keep it open to get the maximum moon vibes. Other people do that and then realize you end up in the morning with a lot of little floaty bugs swimming in your water. <laughs> so know that the moon energy can get through. So I personally cap my water. And then all you do is you place it in the moonlight and it will charge with the energy of the phase that the moon is in. Now, most people make moon water during the full moon because it's the strongest. And you can also make moon energy during any of the phases, and a lot of people like it at the new moon. Once you have this water, you go out in the morning, it's been done, you take it inside, what can you do with it? You can drink it. A lot of people will drink a bit every day. It's a part of a reminder and taking in of that divine feminine energy. If you are going to drink it, again, do your due diligence. Make sure that it was filtered water that you used and that there's nothing gross floating it overnight. So, you know, medical disclaimer, be kind to yourself. Uh, you can use it on your altar. That's what I like to do with mine. I have a little jar that stays on my altar. And then since I represent the four elements on my altar, my little cup with water, I fill with moon water. So I always have moon water on my altar. You can use it for spells and manifestation, put it in little spell jars. You can use it for anything like that. Um, I know a lot of people who will boil it and make tea. And you can also use it to water plants. They love it. At the end of the day, your intuition is going to be your guide because you can do anything. Your imagination is the only limit with moon water. There is no right or wrong. So you can use it however you want. And it's a really good way to start to infuse that divine feminine energy into your manifestation, into your meditation practice. You know, I'm the first one to be all about fire, fire, fire and bringing some water in. It's a really good way to balance things out as I have learned. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that the moon is a celestial body that does have a profound impact on us. 
It is profound and it is subtle. It works with our physical body and on our psyche. As women, we have the unique ability to literally become a vessel of life once a month. And so the moon is representative of this creation process. It's about tapping into that energy. It's about learning to be receptive, to bring more flow into your path. Remember that you can use the moon phase as a way to keep yourself on a healing journey to prevent stagnation. If you have a literal constant reminder in the sky saying, hey, it's time to set new goals or it's time to reevaluate or it's time to course correct, then really all those excuses about not remembering kind of go out the window because the moon's pretty big and pretty obvious to notice. And this is my own personal thing. Please avoid using the lunar phase as a means of remaining a victim in your mentality. I'm going to say that one again. Please avoid using the lunar phase as a means of keeping yourself a victim. If I hear one more person say that, oh, I'm this way because it's the moon. Yeah, okay. It has a profound and subtle influence over our body. And you also have a lot more power than you give yourself, much more than um, the moon. And so if you are feeling stuck in your life, if you are feeling stagnant, use the moon as a means of moving yourself forward as opposed to anchoring yourself into victim mentality. And of course, I want to remind you to please decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Learning to work with a new kind of energy, learning to be receptive. I know in the beginning, just the idea of divine feminine was on one hand, really confusing, on the other hand, terrifying. And so please decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that will always keep you on the right path. And of course, if you have any questions at any time about anything, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Yeah, so I, I've been working with the moon for about three years now, um, but I only like really started getting into it within the last year. Like I wasn't consistently using it at the beginning of my spiritual awakening. It was more just kind of like full moons and new moons when I felt like it. Um, and it was like, I got a lot of, um, it was like, I love the moon. So it's like, I got a lot of information, but my, it took my brain a lot longer to catch up to what my body and everything else was doing. So it's like, now that I really understand it and I lean into it, like I have one goddess, like moon goddess book that like every like full moon and new moon, like I'll change my altar in my room to support that goddess. And I'm just finding that like, since I've really leaned into it and like, I'm also a Reiki master, just like my whole life has changed. So it really does like, but I think it's, it's something that you have to discipline yourself into doing. Like, it's not just something I think here and there, um, that we do like, yes, it will make a difference, but if you really want to make a difference, you have to, you have to do it every day. Right. Like, or not every day, but like lean into every single phase. Cause we, constantly have a chance to write our world and write our story right so yeah I love how you um like I thought I was going to come tonight like knowing a lot of stuff but you definitely explained things in a different way which I, I I really really enjoy and I really love so I'm very thankful thank you for sharing that I think that that's really powerful it's really powerful so thank you you're welcome Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? 
If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation and after I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelife U-N-B-R-O-K-E-N dot com backslash circle C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.